0: Alright, so we're back. Now this is TNA episode 2, even though the first episode was called Animal Meaning of Life, so we changed the name. We're getting a little more organized.
1: We may change it again.
0: <laughs> this will be just sort of like the Phantom mm-hmm. Podcast. It'll just show up wherever, you know, we'll change the name, we'll change the email, which we did change the email, it's the, the ca-
1: It's the Chameleon Times Podcast. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> so we did get a new email address. Uh, which is T and a podcast at gmail.com. So that's a letter T, the word and, letter A, podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any thoughts or complaints or rants or want to tell us we suck.
1: Or, yeah, you could just email us and say, I listened to it.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. That's it.
1: We just want
0: to know. <laughs> There's, um, We got it on iTunes. Uh, it might not be available for a couple of days so that when they approve it, but if this is what I was gonna, this is what I wrote down here for author tag. For some reason, it won't let me change the author from the, uh, the name of the other podcast that I do. So the author shows up as "Can you fucking believe it?" But the title shows up as "T and A." So
1: this is all very confusing.
0: It's not that confusing.
1: We if have you, a list.
0: If you go to, <laughs> if you go to iTunes and you search for T and A and you use the little and sign, not the word and. uh. Then you'll find it.
1: Of course, if you found us, you already know how to find it.
0: Or you can go to the podcast machine, but you know, there's so many choices. There's so many choices.
1: Infinite number of choices.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Amos
1: makes a list each week of things he wants to discuss. And the first thing on his list he's already discussed with you. The second is PMS. We we debate the differences in opinion of that of man and that of women on certain topics. That's the whole point of this little show.
0: Which, you know, to be fair, you suggested that. And I'm thinking that, you know, those three little letters are probably some of the most feared letters for men when it comes to discussions or just in general.
1: I think probably.
0: Yeah, I mean... And I think that most guys have the idea that it's just sort of women just... Basically, lose their mind for a week or so.
1: Well, we do. We have water on the brain, literally.
0: Well, you're the, you know, healthcare person in the room, so I mean, you tell me. Physically, what does it do to you?
1: You retain a buttload of water. It makes you feel fat. It makes you feel clumsy and stupid. And
0: why would retaining water make you feel clumsy and stupid? Because
1: you retain water in the subarachnoid space of your brain. Are you familiar with what that is? Oh, totally. Yeah?
0: Everybody is. No.
1: You have a space between (laughs) your skull and your brain. They don't touch each other. And the reason for that is kind of like shocks on a bicycle.
0: Right, so when you get a concussion, it whacks into your skull.
1: Sure, when you fall, when you uh, bounce a little too hard, when you get drunk and pass out. That's why you black out when you're drunk. The subarachnoid space of your brain has been drowned in alcohol, so you, you, you're you walking around and you're talking but you remember none of it because you've blacked out. Same sort of thing happens with PMS only we have a recollection of it. We just really don't know what we're doing.
0: So what, it gets drowned in what, though? Water. So there's just more than there should be?
1: Yeah, more water retention than there should be. Yeah.
0: I see. Okay, so there's too much water. Uh, so you're saying that if there's too much or not enough, it screws you up.
1: Well, not enough would mean you're dehydrated, yeah.
0: Right, right, right. That screws you up. Sure. Okay, so uh, is PMS, that's all it is?
1: No. Your, your hormones have fluctuated, not to mention the fact that the inner lining of your uterus is ripping off in chunks and coming out of your body and involuntarily. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's a very unpleasant affliction to be stuck with a week out of every month. Okay. And not to, I mean that's the men use the term on the rag which we women just love you for. It's such an endearing term. That week when we're actually bleeding is really not the week that we're crazy Sure. because the the, the bleeding is helping with the water retention. We're getting rid of some fluid, right? Well, it's it's called the
0: pre-menstruals It's the
1: week before.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. So I, if you if you I'm really if you, if
1: you really want to sympathize with a woman rather than just Thinking, oh my God, she's losing her mind and she's crazy, and I'm I'm going to go golf all day so I don't have to deal with it. Rather think of it as out of four weeks, out of twenty eight days, not even a full, you know, four weeks. Out of twenty eight days, we have really about a week and a half that we feel pretty normal and sane. There's because you, you figure the week, the whole week before, we are bloated. The first few days of PMS before we really realize what's going on, because for most women, we know what our cycle is, but the first, it takes us about two or three days to realize, shit, I'm PMSing, that's what my fucking problem is. We're forgetting our keys, can't remember where the phone is, you know, we feel fat, and we're convinced that it's because we've had too many jelly beans or too many burritos and we haven't gone to the gym enough, and, you know, the right, snacking is becoming a problem. And then, of course, three days into it, we realize, oh... I've gained 16 pounds and look like a behemoth whale because I have retained 23,000 tons of water. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to explode. That's the week before, and the water in that subarachnoid space of your brain causes clumsiness, and it causes confusion, trouble sleeping, uh, irritability, of course, which you men are aware of. That's something that you notice oh, yes. right away, of We're aware of it. Then we have the actual menstrual cycle. For most women, lasts anywhere from four to seven days. Starts out very heavy, gets a little bit lighter, which is no fun either. I mean, you can't wear white on the bottom. You've got to make sure that you're packing enough cotton ponies to last you all day. It's it's not fun at all.
0: Okay, well then. And then
1: the week after, you're 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 a little tired, but you're back in the gym. You're eating right, and you and you feel thin. Feel great. You've got about a week and a half until you start premenstrual syndrome again.
0: I am so glad I'm not a woman, but <laughs> now that physically we figured out what that's, is going that's on the re- here.
1: yeah, you know, we need is these it? men to have a little bit more sympathy for what we're actually going through. the The irritability, ha- excuse me, the irritability is it's explainable.
0: Well, sure, but what? Okay, I think though, coming from. The male perspective of it is that many guys, and I think a lot of women think that guys, when it comes to when they're PMSing or when they're on their period or whatever, that guys are just jerks. They want to deal with it. They just want to go away. Whatever. But, but...
1: You need to modify your behavior during that time.
0: Sure, but here's the thing. Is that I think a lot of guys, I don't know if I would necessarily say most or all definitely not all, but a lot of guys, maybe most, do have sympathy for it. The problem is, is that a lot of women, and we're not talking about anybody in the room here, uh-huh. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but a lot of women, it's sort of like nothing is, no, you know, you, there's nothing that's good enough. You can't do anything right. And I, I don't know if that's just a symptom of, of how you're feeling or if because I think, or because women sort of have this, they, they sort of overreact to it and go, well,
1: no, there's no overreaction. No, I think that you're wait. missing the fact that it's, it's a genuine medical condition of too much water on the brain. I mean, if you had a doctor come right. and tell you, Amos, you have an unusual amount of water on your brain, which is causing you to behave in a brain-damaged sort of way, I mean, th- you have to look at it that way. And so for that two- to three-day period of time when your woman is bona fide brain-damaged, you can't expect for anything that you do, I mean, flowers, chocolate... Going to the store to get ice cream is all very sweet, and you might get a thank you, you might get an occasional smile, and then 20 minutes later, she's right back to being a hag. And that's because we have literal brain damage during that time. And the best thing for you to do is just for that two to three days, since you're not afflicted with this problem, you don't have to deal with the problem, you know, be thankful that you don't have to, and just, just for that two to three day period, either stay out of the way. Some of the nicest things that men can do is relieve relieve stress of, like, chores, answer the phone, let her sleep a little bit. You know, I don't want to have to get up and do anything. I don't want the noise. I don't want anything aggravating my current brain damage situation. And then it only lasts two or three days, the extra, unless you're lucky enough to know a woman who has what they call premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is something I'm afflicted with. I take medicine for it. Premenstrual dysphoric disorder means that I have so much extra water retention than the average woman that I actually become dysphoric during that time. Do you know what the word dysphoric means?
0: But wait, nice. maybe I do but the listeners don't. So come on, let's 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 do the let's keep going with this.
1: Well, I think they probably all can look it up. But you know, rather than just the brain damage, you your everything is distorted.
0: Everything meaning what?
1: My life makes absolutely no sense for two to three, or or three days out of the month. And I take medicine for it, so it's much better now. If I didn't take medicine for it, I'd probably be in jail for homicide by now. And that, that's a very real thing. That, that's a, it happens all Sorry, the time well, in this country.
0: Women well, okay. who just
1: could go berserk and chop people up with machetes because, because they're walking around unmedicated with this dysphoric disorder.
0: Well, okay. Uh...
1: There are several treatments for it. I take the one that I can take.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I understand that, and I understand and i'm not I'm not making light of it, but I think that um when I said uh overreact, I think what I meant was and don't give me that look but <laughs> but what I meant was is that women, I think a lot of women, and again, not all women, I think a lot of women sort of tend to have this built in attitude of guys are going to be jerks when you're When you have PMS or whatever, because they don't want to deal with it, so they're going to be jerks. So I don't, I'm going to be a jerk to him just because whatever. It feels better than trying to be nice.
1: I don't think that what you said just now made any sense at all. Could you please rephrase?
0: There's this under, I think for some women, there's this underlying attitude that, uh, well, the hell with it, guys are going to be jerks anyway, so I shouldn't, you know. I mean, it's nice to try and get along I think along, that during
1: PMS, we notice your flaws more clearly, for sure.
0: So that part isn't distorted.
1: I don't think that I don't think that your your flaws are necessarily any less obtrusive when we're not PMSing. I think that when we are PMSing and have the extra water on the brain, those flaws are brought more into focus, and because we're more easily irritated, those flaws are 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 more difficult to overlook. During that, that week-and-a-half to two-week period that we're happy girls, feeling thin and feeling energized and eating right, and we don't have this affliction upon us, we can see your flaws and, and look past them, make excuses for them, think that they're going to get better. But during the PMS period, the excuses that we make for you are are out the window, the tolerance is out the window, and and all there really is is ir- irritation. I don't think that we, we make up any flaws i think they just become more clear
0: <laughs> you know this i tagged this podcast as as comedy as well as debate and i don't <laughs> think we've had any of the former we've had all we've had is contentiousness here <laughs> maybe we should move on
1: well you picked a topic that is, is sort of current events
0: Well, so. you know we got to talk about something this can't be a 10 minute podcast
1: well, PMS is currently going on in this relationship, so.
0: Well, I noticed, but I'm just saying that you know, this isn't you know. I'm not picking a fight. My flaws me. are just more more obvious.
1: Y- yes. <laughs> they're they're, yes. And let's
0: not get into what my flaws are they're here. Seen <laughs> more
1: clearly. All right now.
0: <laughs> let's keep this light. Come so, on. so
1: your opinion is. Don't tell me to keep thinking. Don't patronize me on the air.
0: I'm not patronizing anybody. My opinion is not that women intentionally act shitty or something like that. Okay? I don't think that at all. But I think that in everyday life, no matter whether you're a woman or a man, you make, well, most people, majority of people, make an effort to get along with, pe- with other people. And I think some women during their, you know, not-so-happy time, uh, they they make absolutely no effort to get along with anybody else.
1: Well, we have to make an effort to get along with some people, like work people, my clients, my patients. But when I come home at the end of the day after that much strain of having to be, you know, so sweet, and, and my ankles are swollen and my hands hurt from working because of all that extra water retention when I get home I want to be able to sort of you know Vent? Not so much vent but but not put on the Joker mask and parade around like I'm like I've got a pink feather up my ass you know the truth is I don't feel very good I'm bloated and bloated
0: bloated Yeah well you definitely do remove the pink feather up your ass um, during certain times of the month Sure I'll say that Sure Yes Because you know after a while, I would think that would get irritating.
1: <laughs> there's certain things that we can do to, you know, to relax. Every woman has her things that she does to relax, <coughs> read, take a bath. So, so but the best suggestion for a man during that time is when she's doing something like that that you sort of know because you've gotten to know her, learned who she is. You know, She reads, she takes a bath, she cooks, she whatever, paints her toes, she talks on the phone with her girlfriends, whatever it is. If you notice, okay, she's on one. She's on the warpath. I'm in, in severe danger of having her say things to me that will piss me off and hurt my feelings. And then, of course, we'll be in a fight simply because she's PMSing. Because you men obviously recognize this coming. It's yeah. not like you don't know. You probably notice it before we do, frankly. Which is why you get that evil eye when you say, are you on the rug? Are you PMSing? Do you need a my All the wonderful... I don't say that. No, well, not you, but men. You know, some, All these phrases that men have come up with. To use as insults against our affliction. You, do you need a mind? Somebody needs my All somebody's on the rag. Send her to the end of the village. Yeah. Instead of doing that, <laughs> you know, if she sits down to read a book, or or she goes in to take a bubble bath, maybe keep the kids quiet, do the dishes. You know, well, sure. the flowers and chocolates, nice. The massage is nice, but
0: you know, well, sure. But I mean. My, my thing is, too. Any stimulation is that like, away
1: from the brain is a good idea. Keep the stimulation away from the already damaged brain. <laughs> just, you know, try <laughs> well, to.: give it Well, that's a pretty good rule <laughs> in general
0: for people, not just women or men. Well, or when, you,
1: when you're suffering from bona fide, you know, symptoms just, that are just like brain damage. When you've got water on the brain, you're suffering from some symptoms very similar.
0: No, I understand. I do. And I, I think that... Um,
1: it's like trying to talk to a drunk when they're at the blackout stage and you can't get that's, them to do what you want you can't get them. To oh get that's you're fun keep, too. Same sort of deal, you know, when you're talking to a PMS woman, don't you think? It's very similar. It yeah, I,
0: I would agree with that because, you know, uh it's sort of like um and I, I've talked to many, many drunks being that, you know, uh I'm a drunk myself. No, that um, <laughs> <laughs> um You know, just just working as working as, you know, working in a bar and, and uh you know just having friends that party, you know, fairly hard sometimes and stuff like that. It's like, oh, sure, you know, you talk to a, uh, someone who's drunk, and it's it basically there's no point to it. It's sort of like, uh, you know, you just say something and it just bounces off.
1: Well, so what do you think of making that connection as a man? If we could get it out there, do you think that that would be helpful to the male population if they could make the connection between my girlfriend is actively PMSing, so I need to... Understand that she's got the sweater on the brain, which is the same thing as a drunk who is at the blackout stage that cannot be reasoned with.
0: Well, I it's I think some it's similar, but I don't think it's quite the same thing because
1: it's medically very similar, except sure, for well, that a PMS woman is not intoxicated.
0: Sure, I just mean when I say that it's not quite the same, I think that a big part of that is um, with somebody who's drunk, you want them to sort of. Uh, do something go to bed or um, go sit down and, on the couch and and when you're dealing with a drunk, you want someone to go sit down on the, on the couch you want them to go to bed you want them to whatever and that that basically has no no effect when they because a drunk person i've noticed a lot of drunk people that they they when they get their mindset on something i'm gonna Whatever it is, drive home, which is one of the worst things. Or I'm going to go talk to this person or I'm going to call my ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or I'm going to do this or that. If you tell them, look, that's you can't do that. That's stupid. There's no reason for it, whatever. There's no way to dissuade that person from doing it because they're just set on it. When it comes to a woman with, with, who is PMSing, in my experience, okay, it's better to say, okay, what would you like me to do? I'll go do it. What are you going to do? I'll leave you alone or I'll or I'll rub your back or I'll rub your feet or whatever it is. It's different. It's a little bit of a, you know.
1: But if you wanted to be a dickhead and do something that was rude or something that I just didn't like, the, trying to convince me post that that you were not the world's biggest asshole would be impossible when I'm PMSing, whereas otherwise probably not. We so, could we could have an adult discussion, come to a conclusion with an argument. When I'm not PMSing, if I was PMSing and you did something just ho- horrific to me, I would be absolutely convinced that you are the scum on, of the earth and, and probably kick you out.
0: Well, horrific be, there, there is a pretty dumb. strong word. I would well, yeah,
1: well, the horrific has a different definition during PMS too. <laughs> good point. It, it could be that you left the toilet seat up. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good point. <laughs> I'll give you that one for so, sure There you go <laughs> Oh and just in case you're wondering Out there, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it on this one You could hear it on the last one But there's a lot of ice clinking around in glasses On these podcasts We
1: have to drink so much water Because we're constantly dehydrated
0: Exactly Because we're doing nature hikes and shit
1: Yeah, all the time All
0: the time So,
1: (laughs) One of the things that I can't do when I'm PMSing is, is play my MMORPG, which I just recently introduced Amos to. You can't play it? Why not? Well, I can as long as I'm doing things like fishing, farming for gold, farming for herbs, auction stuff, redressing my character, getting my hair done. Things that I would do in real life while I'm PMSing. But if I try to go into battle... I'm either Leroy Jenkins, or I'm. Of course, this only makes it, sense to so those. We will explain. Let's re- we'll rewind here we'll in explain. a second.
0: We'll, okay. We'll,
1: uh, or if say I get if if horde attacks me, I could very easily get so pissed off that I'd smash the computer screen.
0: Let's not have that. Yeah. This is an expensive computer, but okay. We'll rewind for a second. One of the topics was uh, we. I Angelique tried to lead into big, the
1: topic without actually stating that it was a topic. You
0: kind of buried the lead on that though, I think.
1: You think? Yeah, you did.
0: It's World of Warcraft, which is what you are a huge fan of World of I Warcraft. I didn't bury
1: the lead on it. You screwed it up. Okay. Okay.
0: Anyway. <clears throat> yes dear. Again with the PMS. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um uh I never Please had Please write in it. with your
1: comments as to who you agree with on that one.
0: You know, wow, that's going to be maybe drawing down the lines, don't you think, of gender, maybe?
1: World, of, No, World of Warcraft is an MMORPG, which is my was my lead-in. Okay. Something I cannot do when I'm PMSing, which was a very fluid transition from PMS to WoW. Uh,
0: okay, okay, we don't need to argue about it.
1: Had you not mentioned that dickish comment that you just made, what, five, ten seconds ago, we wouldn't be having the unnecessary embarrassment now okay. on the podcast. Okay,
0: so just for a little background, okay? For, for people who don't know, and I'm going to say, I'm going to do this part He because, had no idea what it was. Well, I had heard of it, but I'm going to do this part of the explanation for people who might not know what it what it is or how it works or whatever, because I hadn't... I was at that point a month ago. He's the noob. <laughs> right. So, um, World Warcraft, <laughs> online game, it's uh, M-M-O-R-P-G is Massive Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game. Got that right? Got it right. Okay. Um... Basically, you log in, and you create a character uh, who is, whether it's one of these fantasy-type things. It's an elf or a dwarf or a... You can do humans and whatever, but there's all kinds of different sort of quote-unquote fantasy characters. It is not free. It's not free, but, I mean, I guess it's not really that expensive. Yeah. You know. um, But anyway, you go around and you do all these various quests where you have to accomplish certain goals, and then you can... you can do one of the things you told me you liked about it is you don't have to do any of that you can just you can just kind of wander around and do whatever you want to right and it's like this huge uh world i guess that you know you can wander around in and do all these different things and you know you all these role playing uh uh elements where you have levels like if you do certain things you level up and then you get better weapons and magic and that kind of thing sure
1: it's okay. a, it's a it's a beautifully Designed Virtual Graphic World.
0: Okay. Well, the, one of the reasons... One of the things I thought of... And I'm, I'm not really... I don't think I wrote it down because I wanted to just explain what it was strictly and that was it. But one of the things that I was... That I think that would be something to talk about was that I think that... And correct me if I'm wrong here because you know way more about it than I do, but... Mostly guys will play that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay.
0: So, now my theory about that, and you can correct me if I'm, if you think I'm wrong, but I think that a lot of guys... Um, you know, guys sort of inherently want to be this guy with a big axe or something, and sure. you know, rescue the girls and blah blah blah. Sure, w- but you know, you can't do that. You can't go out, you know, walk down Broadway with an axe and be like, "Is there any women that need rescuing around here from an orc?"
1: I don't. I don't think it's very typical to find an attractive woman with a life playing that game at all.
0: Probably not.
1: But I do. Th- I do think that there are more than you think, and the reason that I do is because you can. You can sort of. You can download clips. World of Warcraft is very, very big. It's the number one MMORPG in the world. There's almost 2 million subscribers now, including, you know, you've seen the commercials, Mr. T. There's a lot of famous people that play it. It's simply because the graphics and the, and the macros and just the way that the game is set up is, is so much superior to any of the other games online right now. SimCity, other games like that. It's, it's just, it's a very superior game. The cool thing about it is that for, if you have kids, it's something I think most parents would not object to their children spending lots of time playing because it teaches them about commerce
0: and okay. saving
1: money, spending money. Um, and because it's an online role playing game, it, there's social skills, there's typing skills, math skills, organizational skills. Um, you have to, as, as, the, as the character levels up, if you play video games you'll understand that term as you level up which is the point you want to become more badass you want to get higher level you want better swords and armor and stuff that comes with being that higher level and so for kids it teaches you okay you're not going to be able to level up past a level 10 and get all these really cool magical spells that can turn you into a tiger or make you fly or or you know help you to annihilate six bad guys at once until you get a job and they've got seven or eight different major jobs you can choose from, and then trades that you can do on the side. So you can have a profession and a part-time job. And then, of course, you have to go and do those things, and you have to go to the auction house and you have to sell your materials, and you have to make money. You have to hope that people will pay your price. And if, if they don't want to pay your price because another player has outbid you, then you've got to lower your price. So it teaches about the economy, supply and demand.
0: Okay, well, I would argue... I, I, okay, I'm more playing devil's advocate here. So I don't think that this is my personal pain because it's really not. This is
1: what he's planning on doing the whole time because he's taking advantage of my irritation.
0: No, no, today. I'm not at all. Do you remember when there was that book? I think it was a book that came out about um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons where this mom or dad or whoever thought that their kid was playing it way too much and it fucked him up and he made him weird and that thought it was some sort of weird evil thing or whatever. I think that the attitude that some people have and I'm not saying this is all people because I know you feel differently. But I think that some people would argue that that is, um, that it's not, it's a, it's kind of this thing where they can't, where kids would maybe fall into it and not do anything else. Which, I mean, I don't personally really think is true, but I think that there are some people that would argue, well, how, what would your response to that be? I because there, you told me that there are people that get so addicted to it that they lose their jobs. They oh, they, lose yeah, their, they you have, know. they've
1: got... They have whole psychiatric vision, or divisions in China that are, are dedicated to helping people break away from their, their psychological addictions to World of Warcraft. They have sure, okay. psychiatrists that specialize in it there. But I think that... I don't know. I have a son who's going to be 11 years old in March, and he would prefer to play video games whenever he is not at school. If he pretends he's sick, it's because he wants to stay home and play WoW or the Wii or the Xbox or whatever. So it's any type of video game. It is what his interest is. But for my particular situation, for my son, um, he's just – he never has been very athletic. That that just hasn't been his thing. He, he will play sports. He gets real bored with it halfway through the season. its uh, And if, I'm not saying that I'm not going to ever try to encourage him to do that again, but for, for – uh, so far – His thing has been sort of IT. Computers, taking apart phones, putting phones back together. Legos, Legos is a big thing, as you know, with my Uh son. Legos, any type of erector set, building and painting models, he can get very into that for a very long period of time, too. He can play Legos for... So I think for him, and he's expressed to me that the idea of learning IT, doing computers, learning how the game is made, how he can program a video game, how he can program a macro, and when he plays WoW, that's a lot of what he's doing. He's trying to do macros. He's trying to do stuff that the more advanced players do, with the actual interface board of the computer.
0: Okay. So okay. for
1: for for him, it does No, it doesn't. I don't think that he's going to turn into the next Unabomber because he plays too much WoW.
0: No, I, that's not the point I was making. The point, the only point I was making is that some people and and I mean, it I is can, all he
1: wants to do, though,
0: for sure. Yeah, I mean, I can sort of see. I can, in a way, see both sides of it. It's like for for you and me when we were growing up, say. We didn't have, I mean, shit. The the video games that we had when we were kids was like an Atari. I had the Nintendo. I, had Nintendo. I got to
1: play the Mario. Boom, 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 boom. But yeah. mostly
0: what we were doing was we were going and playing football or we were going and
1: I was riding bikes, riding bikes and having tea or- parties and playing house in Brenda's backyard. Right, sure.
0: right. So, do you think that I mean, and I can give you my opinion, but I'm curious to what yours is. Do you think that things like... And I've heard the, the the theory expressed that things like that, things like going and playing football or baseball, which was the things that I did. Played football, baseball, went and played with my friends, went and played, even playing like Army, whatever, which World of Warcraft and a lot of video games are sort of an updated version of that. Capture the flag, yeah,
1: stuff do, like oh, that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, do you think that those type of things make for somebody who is more able to sort of deal with, say, society or other people in general. Because you are around more people. If you're online all the time playing World of Warcraft, sure, you can talk to people on the little chat thing. But that you're not really around anybody. You're not really interacting with people.
1: I I believe that you are. Because you have only been playing for a month... And you have expressed to me that when you do play, and it, and it's the first couple of months that you play, you just are. It's such an overwhelming game with so much going on. that trying to play, pay attention to all the chats. You've got a guild chat, you've got party chat, you've got whisper chat, you've got the the general channel chat. The the, the first, I would say, two or three months until you're about a level thirty, you're not really up with the chat. Once you get up with the chat, you're in a guild. Yes, I do think that you have to have some social skills to interact with those people, and I think that my son has definitely developed some social skills that he didn't have before he played the game. As far as your question goes, do I think that what we did as kids, riding bikes, playing sport you know, baseball and, you know, a pickup game of baseball, not that I did that with my girlfriends, but, you know, Barbies or whatever, um you know tea parties actually my girlfriend and i my, my my best friend growing up all the way through school was brenda she's the one i told the peeper story about she was with for the peeper story. Yeah, the peeper she story. Yeah. she and i did things like um pull the legs off grasshoppers and make stew out of them and i mean and i guess and there are and there are some some people who would argue yeah we would there was a mint plant in the backyard we would take we would catch grasshoppers and drown them and and put and make grasshoppers too. So there, there are some people who could have watched that and thought that we were going to end up to be the next, because you know they say torture of animals is the first sign of a serial killer. So sure. I mean, there's things and the fact that we went out seeking peepers and kidnappers and I mean, you know our seeking part, that. Well, like in the peeper story that I told you, we're, we're walking along and she's got the peeper, you know, the penis radar picking up the pictures and you know yeah, there's okay, I mean, the things that we did were not necessarily I don't think any healthier. I think that times are changing. We did not have MMORPGs available. The best video games we had to play were Nintendo and Atari, and our parents were from a complete a, a generation where they literally played kick the can in the street and hopscotch, right? right? So our parents are from a generation where, when Nintendo came out, it was—I mean, that was one of the very first really cool video games, other than Atari, to come out. I mean, the, the first video games that came out if say that you're like 40 years old now, you're 40 right now, it's 2010, you're 40 years old, your first video game was the little stick, green stick figures on the black screen that you could like sort of bounce around, and then right. and then Atari came and you had, you know, and those were considered atrocious, those were considered the downfall of society when they came out. Now, our children, our generation, we had Atari, we had Nintendo, times are changing, this is what kids want to do now, they want to... They want to text. They want to listen to their iPods, and I think that it's all just naturally fairly... flowing to the evolution of society. We are a society of technology.
0: But don't you think that that's fairly insular? It's very insulating. Sure. So.
1: That's where the that's where our society is going. Do you think that it would be better for me to be raising tree huggers?
0: In what sense?
1: If I force them to be. Away from technology, away from where our society no, is going more often
0: that's than not, other children. No, no, no. Would I be
1: depriving them?
0: No, I, no. They okay, need to learn about
1: computers and video games sure, because that's well, where technology everybody
0: is ha, Everybody has to have this certain common point that whether or not, okay, say for our, uh, for me and your generation was, say a real common point of, of our thing was, say, I don't know, whatever it was, the Broncos, You know, growing up, that was I was huge in the Bronx, whatever, Um, or whether it was um, certain movies or whatever. And everybody has to have that common theme where it's like you go, kids, like say, for example, a twelve-year-old kid goes to school, and if he can't at least talk semi-intelligently about some of the newer Xbox games, say, he's going to be considered kind of a weirdo. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm not. That's not my point. My point is is that. I I tend to think that there has to be more of a balance than 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 um, some people have when it comes to going and doing things like playing football or baseball or or going eat, whatever it is going riding bikes whatever um, getting
1: in touch with nature.
0: Well, even yeah, getting nature, nature, and just other people in general because people on the internet are totally different than <laughs> in in person. Absolutely, I, you know. So I just I I well, consider I hope that, the week. Yeah. Our,
1: our, our generation demanded that because this is where technology is going, this is where our society is going, this is the evolution of this generation. Whatever they're calling our kids this generation. What is it, X generation Y? I don't know what
0: that is. I don't calling. even know what it is. I have a
1: 9 and 11 year old, you've got a 4 year old, they're all, about the same, they're all in the same generation. Okay, so whatever generation they're in, that generation asked for a video game that would also exercise you. So, I mean, if you look at it that, that way, a video game where, you know, you have to move around. We've got the Wii Fit. We've got the driving games. You can't just sit there and be still.
0: Sure. Why? But, at
1: the, yeah, I do. I agree. I think that kids need to get outside. During the winter, if my kids want to sit in and play video games and well, yeah, text I mean, on their cell phones and listen to their iPods and read books, you know, you never, you never get a... Because my kids do. They go outside and they build snowmans when they want to. They're, but it's nothing like when Brenda and I were growing up, when it snowed. And you know, back well, back when we were growing up, it snowed. It was nothing like this pansy bullshit that's been going on for <laughs> the last five or six years. Thank it you,
0: outgore, really, with the fucking global warming.
1: Yeah, it really snowed when oh, we yeah, were kids. Sure. Remember? I mean, we I remember, 84,
0: I remember in '84. I remember in '84, I I um I sledded off the roof of my grandmother's house, uh, and I would have been what six? Sure. Uh, on oh, so now I just revealed how old I am. But um, I I was sledding off the roof of my grandmother's house because of that blizzard. Well, we went, was awesome.
1: We, we had, we, I don't remember what year it was. I'm sure Brenda could tell you. We had a big blizzard, and in my backyard, she would come over. We, it probably took us four days. And I think we were off for Christmas break or something. I, I, I know that it took us a few days. We had, we shoveled. My father helped a little bit with the shoveling. We shoveled all of the snow in banks around the back part of the backyard. So, like snow banks in a parking lot, only it was in the backyard. And we packed all of it down with water. We would go in the house, get water, you know, come back out. My mom would give us buckets and leave them by the back door. And we literally dug a tunnel all the way through. And my yard was not small. We dug this tunnel. And it was our igloo. And in the the front of the tunnel, we made the little igloo entrance. And it was very, very intricate. And we hung out in there. That was our, you know, we took our, we took stuffed animals in there. We made some stew stew in there. That was our Eskimo house, you know. And we were outside for probably, we would put plastic bags over our shoes so that they, <coughs> the King Super's plastic sacks
0: mm-hmm. over
1: our shoes with rubber bands. We had a couple pairs of socks and then mittens on it. I mean, we were bundled up enough to stay outside for a good three to four hours and play.
0: Sure. Go
1: in, get some chicken noodle soup and some hot chocolate for my mom, and then go right back out again. Yeah, yeah. And my kids will go outside. You've seen it. They're outside when it snows. They make their snowman. They put the, they're done. They yeah. come in. They want... You know they're out there half an hour. Yeah, my yeah. kids also can make a snowman a hell of a lot faster than I did. It would it would take Brenda and I, you know, a good maybe hour hour and a half to make a snowman because we wanted it to be huge. We had to have, you know, it had to be perfect. My kids throw three balls together, stick some hats on it. They're in the house again. Yeah.
0: So well, you know what we we're talking... they do
1: it? It's just not the same as us, and it's never going to be. It's not. Oh, going sure, to be I'm that not. Way I'm again.
0: not. I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, where's our society gone? Oh my god. I. I but you I, know, I... one thing that actually one. And we talked about pet peeves last week. Well, well it wasn't it last week? I guess whatever it was, a couple days ago. Yeah, Tuesday. Oh um, yeah, um, it was last week. is it was w- exactly? When oh it was. yeah, yeah. okay. So one of one of my uh, one of my pet peeves, and and I don't know, I don't think this is going to make me sound old or not, but whenever I text somebody, I actually spell out the words that I'm sp- that I'm texting.
1: That is huge. I do think that our generation is. Our generation
0: oh is suffering there. yeah. It's like there's. It's like this and maybe it's just the evolution of like what you're talking about where we're going or whatever but it's so irritating to try and read a text from somebody that all it is is just single letter two three letter words and you know and you're like what is this this isn't even english you know i mean come on this is like i don't know that's one of my pet peeves that's so. it
1: that's more of a i think you're you're getting into the educational system in america and and parent involvement at that point
0: Maybe, though. I mean... Parents,
1: you, you, we have a problem in our education system, which would be for an entire other podcast probably. Oh,
0: yeah. We need to lighten this up a little but bit. But we
1: then. also, I mean, you got to have parent involvement. If you let your kids play video games and you let them, you know, like we were just talking about, you know, do you, what do you think is, how, do, how is it better, who had a better childhood, us or them, kind of was the question. What was, what was a better way of growing up? I, my kids, I get on their case. When they're doing their homework when they're doing their spelling when their penmanship on their math homework you know i'm I'm the one sort of on them, you know spell that correctly, make yeah. it look pretty
0: so it's, well, see the funny thing is though is that and I think i I talked about this with i don't know who I was talking about this with, uh but specifically our generation uh people that are say now between. Anywhere from about twenty-eight to about thirty-five, and it's real specific to me that there's a real small window of people that had the experiences of going from when we were kids. Okay, see when and when we were little kids, there was no video games because I remember when they first very when first, first came out, came the out Atari. and there was no cell phones. There was nothing like that. None of that. There was no home computers. I mean, there barely was. I remember my dad Pagers went,
1: came out when I was in middle school, I think. Pagers were the big thing m- in middle school.
0: Late middle school, yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so I remember when my dad, for some reason, who, this surprised me, he still surprises me, went and got uh, this little computer for us from when we were kids, me and my brother and sister, that it was, <laughs> it all it was was a keyboard, a big fat keyboard that was probably five inches thick, and it was kind of tilted, it was sort of slanted, And you plugged it into your TV. And you couldn't do anything with it unless you actually typed in, like, a little program that it would run. You Uh couldn't do shit with this thing. And it's like, now I'm sitting here talking to you, broadcasting this on the podcast to anybody in the world that wants to listen to it on a $2,000 laptop computer that is better than the computer that's in the space shuttle. And it's like, our generation went from nothing no cell phones, no computers, no video games, I doubt no very internet. seriously,
1: that your computer is better than the space shuttle. Computer.
0: I guarantee it is. I read this article about it like 2 months ago. Anyway, it it's true. You can look it up. You look it up out there in podcast world. They they defend it saying that they don't need it to do anything better than what it does. So anyway, um we went from nothing. We went to ze- from zero to 60 you know, so quickly. 20 years. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, there's, I, there's no other generation, almost in the history that's had so of mankind, yeah, that's had so, so much, much technological progress advances yeah. in such a short time. And I think that people, and people like our age, okay, say, you know, you like to play World of Warcraft, okay? But you're of the generation where there was nothing like that at all when you were a kid. Okay, but you like to still play it. You're young enough to where you still like to play it, you know. And I play it and I play it, and I think it's fun sometimes. I don't like to play it like incessantly, but it's fun, you know. I have a good time when I play it. And like, um, I think that people our age and even just slightly older are still trying to sort of reconcile the fact that there's so much that's different about when we were kids to now or when they were kids to now. That it's like, people don't know what to do. And you hear all this outrage from parents and all this crap. Uh, Because parents are people that, you know, are maybe our age, even a little older. And they're going, I don't necessarily even understand this. So how would I condone it? And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, you got to be flexible enough to just go with the way things are going.
1: I think that I have more fun when I go outside, get on my bike go for a little, you know, drive up to mountains, go for a nature hike, just even go for a little nature hike around my neighborhood, take the kids on a picnic, mm-hmm. go to the park and play catch with the kids. Like when we went and took April and Austin and Allison to play catch at the park, that was a great day. I had fun. The kids had fun. They were tired when they got home. Take them to the rec center to go swimming. And my kids love that just as much as they love being at home playing video games. One of the other big differences and I don't, I don't want to get into this for too long, but I think one of the other big differences in this day and age is how many single parents there are. When I was yeah. growing up, my parents were, you know, they were a team. So, so we did, you know, they had weekends. There, It wasn't a one-income family. It was a two-income well, family. It was, you had two people on the same page with discipline. You had, you had mom in the kitchen doing what she was doing. You had dad outside mowing the lawn. And then everybody was done by seven. Everybody had family time. Now, I'm there's working, no time. There's I've, I've got, I'm have i working two jobs. One of them sure, is at night, I mean, one of them is during the day. Not to mention the fact that I still have to pay the bills, keep the house clean, do the laundry, feed the kids. And so taking them to the park, it's much easier for me to go buy them a new Wii game. And sure, here, and you're just stay here.
0: I, yeah. No, I understand that. And then
1: when I've got the 10 or 15 minutes for me to play Wii with them, I play Wii with them and, and everybody's... But I do think that the the happiness quotient, the quality of life would go up... But I, I think that that's definitely a major contributor.
0: I think you're right. I mean, I think that there's so little, there's so, there's less time. Uh, but you know, I mean, the thing is, is that you can go back to however far you want to go back, and there you, isn't
1: less time. It's, there's more single parents doing it all by themselves.
0: That's what I mean. There's less time for the parents to do those kind of things. Okay, the day of the, <laughs> the number of minutes in the day has not gone down. You're right. But but um, uh, the uh, um you can go back as far as you want to. I mean, you can go back to medieval times. You can go back to freaking biblical times. And every generation has thought, "Oh my God, this next generation is going to bring us all down." You know, and this there's this new thing that's come along, and people it's the kids are going to be brain rotted, and they're going to just you know it's, whatever. And it's it's not a debate that's ever going to go away.
1: No, you just have you to. Know. You just have to choose to live in the, in the era that you live in, and choose to live in the times that you do, and make the best of it, and and choose to be progressive rather than than oppressive.
0: Sure. Well, on that note, I think it's time for a refill, so I'll be right back. Okay, we, we, refill accomplished.
1: We've had a, a couple of pauses. I'm sure you might notice because my daughter refused to go to bed. So.
0: Hey, you know what? This is all smoke and mirrors, baby. We don't need to tell them shit. We could pause for two days and come back.
1: Well, now they know. <laughs> it's the theater
0: of the mind, baby. Come
1: on. All right, then. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> so we do, should we do the... I think uh... it's...
0: I think, but just to sort of uh, just really quickly go back to the whole PMS thing. I think it's hilarious that we're talking about PMS and you... Uh, Apparently have some experience with that right now, and you're wearing a T-shirt that says "I don't do drama."
1: (laughs) I haven't dramatized my.
0: No, I just I just think it's kind of ironic.
1: You do. Maybe I just
0: like looking at your T-shirt.
1: Why do you think that it's ironic that I'm wearing a T-shirt that says "I don't do drama"?
0: Because you were just talking about how PMSing makes girls sort of go crazy, and they're brain damaged and whatever.
1: And you equate that to being dramatic.
0: A lot of times. Not every time, maybe. I think we need some more funny stories, like the whole peeper story. That made me laugh. you have another one? of Not you necessarily. You haven't
1: prompted me to tell you any funny stories today because you've been sort of picking at me like a little chicken peck, 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 pecking at me. Okay. You know what they say. A man can turn into a rooster. You know why they say that? Because he can peck you to death. It's not so much the big... Events that happen, it's the little, it's the pecking, you don't want to peck, and I suppose a woman could turn into a hen and peck you to death. you know, it's, it's the constant pecking.
0: There's a reason that there's the term called hen pecked.
1: Yes, and there's a reason there's a term called rooster pecked.
0: Oh, really? I haven't heard that term.
1: That's because you are a man. And you uneducated. That right. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm wearing a shirt that says I don't do drama. I got it at the dollar store and thought it was cute.
0: I like it, but I just think it's it's sort of an ironic thing. Maybe I'll take maybe I'll take a picture of that shirt. I'll lay it down on the couch or something and I'll put it take a picture of that shirt and we'll use that for the cover art for this episode.
1: We'll just take a picture of
0: that. Well there you go. That would be better, but Yeah.
1: <laughs> Should we do the see and guess segment?
0: Sure, sure, let's do it.
1: This is something we've decided to do every every
0: now I okay, refresh my memory. Did we say this had to be something that was on our person?
1: Yes, this is the see and guess segment. And it's always body parts.
0: It's body parts?
1: Always body parts.
0: Okay, I was thinking maybe we were talking about stuff that was in maybe in our pockets or no, something. No, because too. we
1: had decided in the first podcast that it was our version of audio porn.
0: Ooh, I like that. Alright. So you want me to go first or you want to?
1: You go first, I'll guess. Okay. You have to give me three concise hints.
0: Okay, well here's, well...
1: No, no, you show me something, and I give the audience three hints as to what it is. Oh,
0: I got you. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Okay. So how about this right here? Can you do that, or is that going oh, to be that. too hard?
1: Um, there are four large bumps.
0: Oh, no, this right here. Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: My first hint is that there are four large bumps. Do you see how he's pecking at me? Um, and underneath the four large bumps, there is a long, horizontal... Line and the line is jagged.
0: Okay, all right, good. I think that was a very good description. I think people that, if there's anybody out there that knows (laughs) me, they would know exactly what that was, but I'm not sure if anybody else. I think there's people with
1: wits. I think there are people with wits who could try and figure that out. The public is stupid. No, they're not. Oh,
0: wait, I'm sorry, that didn't go out on the (laughs) air. Okay. <laughs> okay,
1: your turn to see and guess. Okay. Um. This.
0: Okay. Uh. Let's see. Let me think here. Slight. Okay. It's. Mm, I'm gonna say this is a. This is uh above the waist.
1: That's your first tip.
0: Okay. Um. It is. Slightly darker than the surrounding skin, okay, and circular. It's not what you think, you perv.
1: <laughs> okay, so if you I can don't guess, know, is it? okay. then you can guess.
0: Okay. okay, and you send your guesses to podcast at gmail.com, our brand spanking new email address.
1: And if you can guess both, you win a fabulous prize that is undisclosed at this moment.
0: To be determined. No, wait. It's fabulous. That's going to be, that's determined already.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's a fabulous prize. You win a fabulous prize.
0: Yes, you do. Okay, so, hmm. There was another segment that we did last week, which was the the sort of, the the, the stories from when you're kids, which was, I thought was hilarious. I love that story that you that you told. About what? The peeper story. I thought that oh, was hilarious. The story when I was but a kid, so. and and I'm and I think that I would like to hear another story. You want to anecdotes again? Anecdotes. Yes. Look at it. anecdotes. They don't have to be weird or like sexual like that. I that mean, sort of just goes, funny that's, stuff. That
1: sort of goes into the what we were talking about the whole time, other than the PMS thing.
0: Well, sure, but I mean, I'm talking more like funny stuff.
1: I started my period when I was nine. Well. That ties into they, the PMS thing. I was nine. I mean, imagine having a nine-year-old know, Allison is nine. Okay. Imagine having a nine-year-old that's sitting in the bathroom yelling for mom because she believes she's about to die.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't be fun.
1: That's also another um, indication of pre menstrual dysphoric disorder if they start really, really young. Okay, There's, well, so that, let's you know, do a that, funny that, one. That, that, that prompts the funny story about okay. a girl. And I won't say her last name because yeah, we, if uh... you grew up... We, we made that mistake last time. If you grew up in Inglewood then you know this girl absolutely for sure. Um, but her. we'll call her...
0: You can say her first name.
1: Okay, Charlie was her first name. And she... And I hope that doesn't give it away, but her first name was Charlie. Is that her real first name? Uh-huh. And I went to... Um, I'm sure that her full name is Charlize, but, you know, we called her Charlie. She's known as Charlie. Um, I went to middle school with her, and she had started her menstrual cycle pretty young too and she wore pads and my mother made me wear pads too until i went out for a summer visit with my stepmom and found out how really what an abomination it was to wear pads but charlie wore pads and we were in the bathroom one day on lunch or whatever and this was at maddox elementary and this was directly after i had left private school i went to catholic you went to school maddox? i went to catholic school until fifth grade and then i went to maddox for the end of fifth grade and Maddox was oh, I didn't um, know that. okay. Maddox was a culture shock for me. I came from Catholic school where <laughs> yeah,
0: I can imagine you, there is
1: no makeup allowed, no jewelry allowed. You mm-hmm. wear your hair in a ponytail. You must have bangs. You wear a white colored shirt with your blue plaid dress, bobby socks, and yeah, your yeah. Mary Jane shoes, and that's what you wear every day. And you don't cuss, and you don't cohort with boys. And you yeah, know. Well,
0: you were a cohorter in, in training. Uh,
1: I I really had no clue. So my first day of middle school was just complete. I went home screaming, crying, please don't make me go back, because I was absolutely ridiculed. They called me goody-two-shoes for a good three years, all the way into um, blood. I was goody-two-shoes for a while. Um, I I was the spoiled brat who came from money, whatever. Anyway, Charlie, we're in the bathroom, and she was very you know, we all thought that she was something because she was badass. She wore the black eyeliner, you know, in fifth grade and she had the bleach blonde hair. and That was back when we <coughs> girls would wear our bangs and of course they taught me very quickly, these public school heathens taught me very quickly that
0: the bangs How to like, put the
1: makeup on and do oh the hair. Oh, Lord.
0: I remember the bangs. We would,
1: we would we would literally hang upside down with our blow dryers and blow the hairspray so that our bangs would stick straight up in the air. And yep. we would use Aquanet. And then we would just curl the very top of the bang back. Not the whole bang, just the top of the bang back. Yep. And then we would blow the sides out to make wings and curl those and then of course the back it was like we just forgot that we had a back of our heads because nothing was ever done with that <laughs> if we bothered to brush it at all
0: I remember this I told you and we would
1: spray it with hairspray so so she Charlie was always sort of the the pioneer she always did things first she got the first pair of, of MC Hammer diaper pants she got the first pair of Z Cavaricis everybody thought that she was really cool
0: the, you know what just to interject really quickly I made a reference to Z Cavaricis on the other podcast I couldn't believe I pulled that out of my memory
1: sure Oh I my had God. to have a pair of Z-covers. Oh, first totally. My first pair of black, sure. And so, anyway, long the story has been made too long. But we're, we're in the bathroom, and she happens to say, "Look at this. There's a pad stuck." And, and so we've been, and of course, I think all of us girls knew that she had done it for attention. But we would never have challenged her because, on top of being a pioneer of style and kind of a badass, we were afraid of her. She was a little. She was a bigger girl.
0: Done it. What for attention?
1: Stuck the the menstrual pad. The sticky side of the menstrual pad to the door of the bathroom. Oh. Store.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And so we go and we're talking. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I've been on my period forever." And we get into this discussion about how now she is can be that. And of course, this is all misinformation. But part, the only part of her story that was true to all of us girls, she was sort of schooling us on sex ed early, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And we're in the bath, and she's telling us, "Well, when you start your period, it means you can get pregnant, which is it's true. True. That yeah. part of the story was true. Okay. Then she says." that she had given her cousin, I believe, I might be mistaken, it could have been someone else, a blowjob, and that she swallowed the cum, and so now that she was pregnant, because she had swallowed the cum, and she went to the doctor, and they did an ultrasound and saw the sperm swimming around in her stomach and therefore confirmed a pregnancy. And that, I don't know why that has stuck with me my whole adult life, but it's just, it's so hilarious. And I remember even at the time thinking that's not true because my parents were really they didn't talk to me about sex but when i did have a question they gave me a straight honest answer you know this is how it works and i just all of the girls candy andrea brenda will just love she knows all these girls candy pauline andrea all of these girls that were sort of in that group of badass chicks that wore leather in fifth grade were (laughs) totally convinced that charlie was pregnant because she had swallowed and that the that the sperm was still swimming around in her belly at that time. Now
0: this is fifth grade, and she was talking about giving somebody a blowjob. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Oh
0: yeah. I, and you know what? I you're gonna have to tell me when we're done who this is because I grew up in England, and I, this is not ringing any bells to me. Sure. Okay, but anyway,
1: I was this, I was I was Yanni's girlfriend for about oh, three days. God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I knew all of those people from from fifth grade on, and. And, and never liked any of them. You know, people wonder why I don't go to the reunions. Jo- I I didn't meet Jody until, Flood.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's funny to me how <laughs> how these stories get. The kids will tell the weirdest stories about when it comes to especially sexual stuff. Because kids don't know what they're talking uh, yeah, about. Yeah, I know.
1: You said it didn't have to be sexual, but I do no, 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 this thing sort of prompted that.
0: Yeah, no, I just, kids don't know what they're talking about. And it's so funny for me to hear some of these stories or peop- things that people actually thought were true. Uh, you know, w- back when they were kids. It just makes, I've, I've heard a lot of these stories about things that people thought were true when they were growing up. Or their kids thought were true, or their cousins, or whoever the hell it was thought were true. It just it it's amazing to me how much just because
1: a because said did, it, or yeah. somebody popular said it, that we went yeah, through just, with you, that whole you went, that idea forever.
0: Oh, that must be true because Charlie said it, and she wears. I me- didn't believe it when she said it, but I whatever.
1: was I was not about to be the one.
0: Who said, that no, revolted that's That against that.
1: Yeah, no way, no. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, another thing I think is so, when I think back to those times, and I'm really honest with myself as to what was going on in 5th, 6th, and 7th grade, my first French kiss with boob feeling was a, a boy named Mar- uh, Morgan.
0: I remember and him. He, I went to elementary school with him.
1: And... And he was, I just thought he was drop dead gorgeous. He was, and he was a, ahead of his time as far as style He wore his hair a little bit longer, dressed in the button up shirts. You know, I thought that he was just so great. And I would ride his bike, my bike to his, I think this was the year before you actually.
0: The year and before he would, you. He would, We're going to make that, this is not going to be <laughs> AD or BC or anything. He, the year before you.
1: <laughs> he would ride his bike to my house. First French kiss, first babe feeling. And you I think. A,
0: you had a lot of guys riding bikes to your house.
1: Well we didn't none of us drove. And I I think back to that time and I think, you know, it's like my 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 best friend now, Elizabeth, has a drop dead gorgeous. You've met Cassie, correct? Yes. This girl is fifteen years old and could easily get into a bar. She is not about
0: easily, maybe.
1: Yeah, she could get into a bar if she wore the right clothes. She is developed. There is nothing. She's she's well into puberty, beautiful face, very good at putting makeup on. has has great nails, great personality. Straight A student, real smart, really well spoken. She is a lady in an upcoming at fifteen, and Elizabeth genuinely believes that she is absolutely white, Lily pure. That you know, and 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 she very well may be, and and there and there may be a lot of fifteen sixteen year olds that are. But
0: no, I, look, I wasn't when I was 15.
1: I look back at what... I i didn't look anything like her at 15. I was dorky. I had pimples all over my face. I wore my hair in French braids with the bangs that sort of swooped over or got pinned back. I was not... I was not... A, I did not look like I was ready for the cover of Glamour like a lot of these 15, 16-year-old girls do. And for And for mothers... Like, for me, I'm trying really hard to prepare myself not to be in denial because I have a son who's going to be 11 years old, in two years, he could very well be sexually active, which is really, really hard for me to imagine, but that is the statistic. The statistic right now is that boys become sexually active at the age of 13 to 14. I've got two to three years before my son is statistically ready, or supposed to be sexually active. Girls, it's between 14 and 15 now.
0: So there's a lot of younger guys out there.
1: That's a a year younger than Cassie. And we can contribute that to, you know, and I would love to believe, you know, I consider her like a niece to me. I would love to believe that, I mean, if if I found out that a man had taken, a boy, I should say, had taken advantage of her, I'd probably want to chop him up with a machete. But that's not, realistically, look at what we were doing. In fifth grade I was talking to Charlie about blowjobs.
0: <laughs> so You know though with the with
1: the technology evolution that we were discussing no, and we've made so much progress in twenty years and everything, you know, God. so much has changed and and, the, and we've desensitized our kids. I let my nine year old and my ten year old watch Friday the 13th, if they want to. They've seen Jeepers Creepers. They've, yeah, but see, seen that's a, there's
0: a difference, though. They're going to have mean, more
1: curiosity, not to mention the, the online games, the video yeah, games yeah. with the boobs, and the, <laughs> the, the the James Bond with the boobs. And, I mean, and they're, they're, we're, the boobs. Crea- we're creating more curiosity, I think. I mean, you can see boobs on commercials, on primetime TV, for God's sake. Not bare breasts, but you definitely see... I mean, those commercials for Live Links. You call now and make a new friend. That's not they a... come on at like they're starting to come on at like nine thirty at night now. They didn't okay. used to come on until at, well after one.
0: Well, but see, here's the thing though too, is that 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 is also a question of uh, personality and the way that your kids sort of their attitudes about things. Because okay, I, my mom and dad never they really. And, what did and, your
1: mother say to you when she thought you might be having sex? Oh
0: God. <laughs> I, I'll tell that story in a second and then I'll tell the story I was gonna I was gonna talk about um it, okay so I got I guess I have two but uh the when 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 I was a kid my parents never really censored much of what I watched on TV or movies especially movies
1: but did they have what we have now? did you really well, when it to came be censored? To,
0: well I mean but you think about it back in the 80s uh you know there did was... they
1: have Showtime and Cinemax? And... Oh
0: sure, we sure got... they we... did. Yeah,
1: my parents didn't get cable until two years ago. So
0: <laughs> well, my parents were funny. They periodically had cable, like they'd get cable and then they'd get sick of paying for it or they'd get sick of not watching anything on it and then they'd cut it off and then six or eight months later they eh, let's get cable again. So I saw you know I saw uh... I saw oh I might have to replace one of my stories. Um I just thought of a really good one. I saw st- stuff on like Cinemax and Showtime that you know even now would be considered f- fairly explicit and it's not that they would say, "Oh yeah, sure go watch that." But when it came when it came to stuff like uh, rated R movies, say. And one example I can always think of is Terminator. I watched Terminator with my dad uh on like HBO when it first came out on HBO, and that had to have been, what, like, 85? So, I, 86, maybe?
1: hmm
0: So I was like...
1: Yeah, Terminator eight, was pretty badass scary
0: back then. But, and, you know, you gotta you got to sort of, you know... But, like, there was a... Aliens. Pr- the, aliens. I loved Aliens. And that was, pr- that was scary. And then there was, like, in Terminator, there was some stuff that was pretty scary. And there was a... And if you watch Terminator, and I actually hadn't seen Terminator for quite a while, if you go back and watch it, The sex scene in it between uh, Sarah Connor and John Connor, whatever, whatever his name was. No, not John Connor. Kyle Reese. Uh, You know, the guy that came back in time and then the main girl. It's pretty explicit, really, for just, you know. Yeah, for for that
1: period of time. Now they're much more explicit.
0: Well, some of them are. I mean, just
1: the Friday the 13th. New, the new Friday the 13th That movie was, yeah, it. yeah. Both of the sex scenes in that were so much more explicit than anything I saw as a kid.
0: But still, okay, but you gotta...
1: And that movie, the new Friday the 13th, is going to be watched by our 9, 10, 11-year-old
0: kids in Sure, no, I understand that, but I'm just saying that my point, even, whatever, 20 minutes ago when I started to tell this, um, <laughs> my point was is that uh, I felt as, gro- growing up, all the way, almost all the way up until... Right before I sort of did become like sexually active or whatever, I felt like I was fairly naive about it. In fact, I still think that. But, it wasn't because, it wasn't because of the fact that I, didn't get to watch any movies or I didn't get to whatever. It was because, uh, I just just that was my personality. I think. You know, so there's just there's a you can't make generalities about anybody whether it's kids or adults or anybody. So that's just, that's my point, is that, you know, you talked about, when you were talking about in fifth grade, you were talking about, you know, this girl was talking about a blowjob and stuff like this. I felt like I was fairly naive about it up until, right, literally almost right before I became a little, you know, became actually sexually active. But so, okay, going back into the story, there's now there's two stories I'm going to tell you. And then we just talk about sex a lot because we're just, I don't know, horny. But um, we. Yeah, it just uh,
1: happens to come up in a man versus woman podcast. Sure, sure. sure.
0: Um, the story you asked me about, <laughs> and this was actually, just you have to keep in mind the, the basic premise of this story is that this was before, this is in my period where I was, I mean, I was aware of like sex in sort of in, in a, a little bit more of a vague term, a uh, vague sensibility. Uh, but I really didn't know the sort technicalities of the whole thing. I didn't know the mechanics of it. And uh, my mom one day, <laughs> and I'm sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this, but my mom one day just totally out of the blue, and I remember my brother and sister were somewhere else, and it was just me and my mom at the house. And uh, she says to me, so, and I mean, this is literally completely unprompted. I don't know where this came from. I don't I, know where. Uh, she says to me, so Amos, um, if, you <laughs> if you're gonna have sex with a girl, either wear a condom or pull out before you come, because you don't want to get her pregnant. Okay, and I and literally I I mean when she said before you come, I actually didn't know what that meant. Sure. And I was like, okay. And I, all I said was okay, cause I didn't want to say. And this is my mom talking to me, and she had said if you're gonna have sex with a girl. And I didn't want to say, "What do you mean?" Before I come, what does that mean? Like, what, can you explain that to me? I mean, oh my god! And I was, <laughs> and I was just like, "I mean." I'm I was
1: surprised that your mom would actually use that word and not like be a little bit more mothery and say ejaculate or something. Or like spill, or, or
0: finish, or finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was just like, and I remember just thinking, "Okay." And so I remember after that, for literally for like. I couldn't, fi- I didn't know what she meant, so I just sort of pushed it out of my brain. And then, later on, I'm sure it wasn't that much later on, but when I finally, like, figured out what that meant, I was like, I had the same exact, what, why would she say that to me? I was like, 12, <laughs> what the hell?
1: Well, because she was probably under the same impression that, you know, okay, the age is coming up, the statistical yeah. age is coming up, I need to start paying attention, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, my mom was... It's funny because my mom had this real sort of two-sided thing to her personality when it came to sex uh, sex stuff because she got really mad at me when I was about, mm, I'm going to say about 15 or so uh, because I had uh, Playboys in my drawer. And I mean, come on. And they were literally, they were Playboys. I mean, they weren't like Hustler or whatever. And um, she got really mad at me, and, and she's like, you know, she pulled him out of uh, my drawer, and she's like, you know, this is, you shouldn't have this, for one, it's, and I remember exactly what she said, for one, it's illegal for you to have this because you're not 18, and for another thing, it's, it's crappy, and it's, you know, whatever.
1: Juctifying women well, I, I can see but, the two-sidedness of that.
0: But, at the same time, in the bookshelf in our living room, she had this book that was about four inches thick, and it was called Sex in History and it was not a non-illustrated book and she had had it for as long as i could remember so if i wanted to i could anytime i wanted i could just pull this book out read it see pictures whatever not pictures like photographs but
1: well it wasn't objectifying women it wasn't this is what you sh- you should think of women as nothing but sex objects that can be photographed with their legs open was a little bit different sex in history no it was
0: a, it was engravings of indian people <laughs> having sex in all kinds of weird positions sure
1: sex sex in history is not the same thing as
0: Playboy. Okay. Well, fine. That's another... Well, okay, that's we, it. And we then, are, okay, I have one more story. I have to tell this okay, story. Okay, we're, is... we're at
1: a minute and 11 seconds here, dear.
0: A minute and 11 seconds? No, we're, that... we're
1: at an hour and 11 minutes <laughs> and 40 seconds.
0: <laughs> like, wow, we packed that all into a minute? Yeah. Okay, so, this other story, when we were talking about cable and seeing things on cable and Cinemax, made me think of this. This story, and I hope I can do it justice because it was so funny. We're at... It was me and my brother and my brother's friend, Kyle, who was such a doofus. This guy was, he was a nice enough guy, but he was not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed. And we were at my dad's house and we must have been about, I must have been about 13 or 14, which would have made my brother and his friend about 11 or 12 yeah, it's about right. Okay. Okay. So, so they were anywhere from like 11 to 13. I was anywhere from about 13,
1: 15.
0: Okay. They had yeah, the age yeah. range. Okay. So, uh, we, <laughs> the way that the house was set up is that the, the bedroom, my dad's bedroom was all the way in the front of the house. The living room where the TV was with the cable was all the way in the back of the house. So, if he had his friend, if anybody had our friends stay over, we would all sleep in the living room in the back like either on the couch or in a sleeping bag or whatever so we could watch TV and play video games on our little Sega Master System you okay. know and that, was <laughs> yeah. the, that was the shit I still have that by the way anyway um, we were up there We were, and this was a time when we had cable and we are flipping around the channels and Cinemax comes on <laughs> and it was one of these Cinemax movies before
1: parental blocking
0: oh sure there was no okay. such thing as a V chip yeah so, um, this movie comes on and, you know, it was, I don't remember exactly what was going on in the movie specifically, but we're all sitting there watching it. We're like, Oh,
1: Oops. awesome. Right. Yeah.
0: So we're all, and we're all quiet cause we're all just sitting there watching it and we're listening for my dad. Like this, if he woke up and was coming in, we'd have to change the channel real quick.
1: Which I'm sure he would completely understand.
0: Yeah. Oh, sure. So. We're all just sitting there, and it's been quiet for literally about five minutes. And this kid Kyle says, he goes, hey, you guys. He goes, uh, you guys got a boner yet? Because I got a boner. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I was like, what? Like, he just thought that this was, like, conversation. Material. Yeah. And he wasn't trying to be weird. He was just like uh you guys do, do you guys have a boner yet because <laughs> i do you know <laughs>
1: well it sounded like an open honest kid man he didn't know that you're not supposed to discuss your boners with other men i mean how, so what did you guys respond to him i with? don't
0: remember what we i think we all just we just looked at him and was like what and he and he i think he got from the way i remember he got real embarrassed well and sure he, just, he did like, if you
1: guys didn't respond with anything
0: well, what are you supposed to say to that? Oh yeah, dude, I got a total boner.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would have made him feel better, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I just remember, I will always remember that You guys got a boner yet? Because I got a boner. I mean, I don't know. That's I. I will never forget that.
1: And this would be why we call the podcast TNA. Or Truth and Answers with Amos and Angelique. <laughs> okay, we're going, we're going to abruptly cut it off this oh,
0: time. Oh, come on. We were just getting started. We are just having fun. No,
1: it's time
0: to go. All right, fine. It's time to go. All right. So, once again, you can look us up on iTunes. Uh, maybe not immediately, because this will uh, probably T-A-N-D-A go up pretty A-N-D-A soon.
1: T-A-N-D-A at gmail.com.
0: That's our email address. But, if you look us up on iTunes, it's T and then the ampersand, the little and sign, A. There you go. Okay. So, just to confuse you a little bit more, and then um, anything... Oh, if you have any suggestions of topics you want us to talk about, I would like to hear them, and we will talk about them. I promise.
1: Yeah, no matter what it is. Other people's problems, whatever.
0: Yeah, if you have, you know, whatever it is, just send us a suggestion. We'll probably... Don't forget to see
1: if you can do the the, the seeing guests yeah, yeah, for yeah. your fabulous prize.
0: Okay. So, anything else before we go? No. Okay, TNA, I love it, baby.
1: Love you, too.